Custom Car Care. All right, good morning and welcome. you got Sarah and Dustin, A1 Custom Car Care. Miss Sarah, how's the world treating you? I'm well. How are you? Very, very well. So you had made a recommendation, I think it was last week, because I talk about so many gadgets. Yes. And car preparedness, I guess. Do you know what the... You've watched Fight Club, right? Yes. First rule does not talk about it. Yeah. And the second rule is not talk about it. Yeah. And so the first <laughs> rule of preparedness is not talk about it. And the second rule of preparedness is not talking about it. So we're going to break that cardinal sin here today because I like to be a prepared guy. I should have had you do this show last weekend because mm-hmm. I went up to Maryville, Missouri. Uh-huh. Yes. And I took my new car. Excellent. It, it did great perfect. over the road. Yep. We checked all of the fluids beforehand so nice. you didn't have to worry about me and we checked the tires. Oh, I have a quick question mm-hmm. before we get started. Yep. I noticed that I have a little sticker on the side of my car, and I know that we have talked about this probably in the past, but mm-hmm. we'll need a refresher because okay. it didn't apply to me. Mm-hmm. I have nitrogen Aha. in my vehicle tires instead okay. of just regular air. So what do I do if I have a flat tire? So, and the science people out there can correct me, but the percentage of nitrogen that every uh, every one of us is breathing right now is like 78 point something something percent so the the majority of what you get in the air is nitrogen already what nitrogen or 100 percent filled nitrogen is it it doesn't have as much thermal change if you put 32 pounds of of air pressure in it out of a, just a air compressor at a gas station or at a shop you will have more thermal pressure change so basically it will build a little bit of pressure and then when it cools off throughout the day it will decrease in pressure so you have a bigger window of fluctuation i have run nitrogen in race applications to where you can really dial in the tire pressure It is better for the tire. It's a dry air or I guess a dry gas is what it should be referred to. And so there's not as much moisture or very little moisture. So the tire pressure monitor sensors like it better. But in the big scheme of things, if you have a low tire, you're better off putting air in it and not really being concerned about getting nitrogen in it than running it low on pressure. So if you do have a flat tire, just get it aired up. If you're concerned about switching it back over to nitrogen, which is I'm not a big fan of in personal, you know, day-to-day commuter vehicles. It's nice. And if you have the option to do it, would I pay quite a bit of money to do it? No, I wouldn't worry about it. I just put air back in it and call it good. So we've seen air do fine with tire pressure monitor. We've seen it do fine, not corroding or, you know, that thermal expansion. We've been running on air-filled tires for years and years and years. So Long story short, and I guess to take you over the river and through the woods with my answer, is nitrogen's nice if you've got it, but I'm not spending a bunch of money to do it, if that makes any sense. So the fact that they're nitrogen filled, that's great. I'd run it, check the pressures on it. Um, If I need to top it off, I'm going to top it off with shop air. Perfect. So not, okay. Not well, really a big deal. I saw that sticker and I thought, you know, I should probably ask about that. I'm glad you did. It's, And I don't want to say it's gimmick. But it, it, it is a little bit, you know, it's one of those like extra add-on services. And in race applications, yes, I would definitely say, okay, this this would be a better way to go. Um, but in just normal day-to-day, you know, grocery getter fashion, I'm not going to sweat it very much. So. Got you. Well, perfect. Thank yeah, you. That was a great answer or a great question. Okay. Now um, back to our actual show topic yes. today. So when 
we go on. I'm super glad you guys had a good trip, by the way. And and uh, kind of got to that was kind of the maiden voyage on the new car, right? Yeah. Was, this is the this was the first uh, long trip that we've had awesome. in it. It was probably about four hours, and wow. then on our way home, we took a totally different way, mm-hmm. and we uh, saw a couple different things throughout the state of Missouri Excellent. that we have never seen before. Anything uh, noteworthy? Uh, I went to Walt Disney's Boyhood Home. It's in Missouri? Yes, it's Marceline, Missouri. And if you are looking at a map, trying to kind of figure out where that's at, it's kind of north of Kansas City. It's kind of near Chillicothe. Kind of close to Columbia, I guess, if I was going to put like a big city close to it. But yeah, it was very cool. We toured the museum. And I really wanted to do that because I have tons of friends that are in Disney World right now, including Kyle. Kyle, yeah. So I don't know. I thought it was pretty nice. And That's cool. I had no yeah, idea. It was just a different uh, way home, and it was it was nice to see different things. So did you have to feed the new car very much? Was it pretty gas-efficient, fuel-efficient? Uh, it took a tank and a half to get up there. Okay. So it wasn't terrible. No, not at all. That's wonderful. Well, awesome. Super excited. Yes. So when we go on trips, and I guess that's what spurred some of this discussion, I have quite the list over here. We talk about being prepared quite often. I think that's very, very important. Um, What I started out kind of building and really kind of my personal checklist as I go somewhere is, you know, what, what kind of problems have I experienced in the past and what kind of problems do I want to make sure I'm ready to deal with? Now, the most common ones, you know, are going to be tire related. They're going to be no start related. Um, sometimes maybe even broke down on the side of the road some some items that you'll need to be um, ready to deal with any of those situations. Now, this is for everybody out there. I don't care whether you got a brand new 2022 or you're driving a 02 or an 82. Um, Whatever happens can happen. You can have a brand new vehicle and have a flat tire and a blowout due to debris in the road. You know, that you really don't have a lot of assurance that, hey, just because I got something new doesn't mean that I'm not going to have problems. So a lot of times as the vehicles age, typically you will notice people get a little bit more focused on preparedness as far as like if you have a failure or a breakdown. But even some of my new people, I I urge you to have some things ready, even in a new vehicle. So it may not be you broke down either. It could be somebody that uh, is near and dear to you that you're stopping to help, or it could be a complete stranger. I don't urge, um, especially in today's day and age, for most people to to put themselves in a situation where they stop and help somebody that's unknown to them. I do it personally quite often. Um, I I have pretty much the skill set for it as well. And I am prepared that if it gets in a ugly situation, I also have and carry the tools with me to deal with that and have paid for training to deal with that as well. So you can read between the lines on what that means. One of the biggest things that I, one of the most common things that you're going to run into is a tire related issue. Okay. And that's not normally at any fault of yours. There's just, I've taken the most absurd things out of tires over the years, whether it's screws or nails or pliers. Um, I've, I mean, there's just no telling what you will find out there on the road that has fallen off of people's, you know, vehicles. And a lot of times it ends up in your tire. At least it does in my world. It happens. So one of the the things, and uh, we were actually traveling the the last time that I ran into this, and I have taken measures 
to move forward so we didn't have an issue. Um, Stacy and I had bought a uh, 16 GMC Arcadia. It was a couple years old. This is several years back now. And one of the maiden trips with it was down to Florida. We had a wonderful time. I absolutely love that state. They, uh, they definitely have a lot to show off down there. But we get down there, and I'm checking tires and all this, and we pick something up in a tire, and it's a Sunday. And I am concerned we want to go and have fun and do what we want while we're down there and enjoy it. But I went to like three different gas stations trying to get the pay, you know, 50 cents a dollar or whatever for air. All the shops were closed in that area, which is fine. But after the third fuel station that I went to that either somebody had vandalized the air compressor or they you know, let more air out of it than it actually put into the tire, I was like, no, nah, I'm done here. So I went to an O'Reilly Auto Parts down there, which, you know, we're home of O'Reilly. I thought, man, if I'm going to spend money, I might as well spend it with somebody local here. And I went in there, and I think it was about $70. I bought a 12-volt AC automotive mobile compressor. Now, this one does not have a battery with it. You have to hook it to the vehicle's battery, which is fine. It has a long cord on there. It's got a pressure gauge. It's got a great hookup on there. It was not the most expensive one that they had, but it was not the cheapest. I kind of, you know, stayed in the upper high middle area. I think they had four or five, and I went with the higher end middle one. And so that was probably 2018 or so. We still use it to this day. We were able to get our tire aired up on our terms in a safe area. And then I was able to get it repaired on another day later in the weekend, we made our trip home. So definitely something I I strongly recommend. I still have that air compressor to this day. And I don't know that I've actually used it for our vehicles since then, but I have used it a ton for other people's vehicles. We were at a recital for, I think it was my, my daughter, a few years later, and I had put it in there, really kind of forgot about it because I hadn't needed it. It was part of our car preparedness kit. And when we came out, there was a family, I think within one or two spots of us that was really in a spot and they didn't know what to do. And so I went ahead and just aired it up real quick for them, took a couple minutes. They were able to go on about their day and it drastically took the stress away from that situation that, hey, we're stuck here. I believe this was a weekend as well. We don't want to call a tow truck. You know, I got them aired up and got them back going. So having the tools and the ability to do so really is what the show is about today. I have rambled through the first segment, and we will be back in a moment. Your complete car care solution, A1 Custom Car Care. Got Sarah Dustin, A1 Custom Car Care. Sarah, we're talking about some gadgets today. Yes, this is an all-you show because I am not an online shopper. I'm surprised at that. <laughs> I don't like it. I I don't like to shop. And if I do, I want to mm-hmm. do it in store. So I definitely, I hear where you're coming from. Because there are certain things like shoes. Mm-hmm. I feel like you got to do the, the in-person, tangible, touch it, that kind of thing. And in clothes, you know, et cetera. Things that are fitted to an individual person. I almost, I'm, I do like that and I see that. I like the reviews though. Like yes. when I'm looking for a product, I spend a lot of time, like even if Stacy at home, she's like, hey, what do you think about this? She'll send me a link and I'll, I'll look through there and I'm like, eh, I don't know. The reviews kind of, you know, there's, and you, you really have to read several of them. You can't just make a blanket statement because you get those yahoos out there that as you read the review, you're like, oh yeah, this person didn't have a clue what in the world they were doing. That's why they had a bad, uh, a bad uh, taste for whatever it is. Um, but I, I definitely put a lot of, of uh, 
I guess, weight on other people's experiences and photos and, and whatnot. So I don't know, I guess tomato, tomato. Huh? <laughs> yeah, well, I do the exact opposite. I'll talk oh. myself out of buying something after reading reviews. Wow. I did that. I bought a couple of things yeah. for the kiddo on there. Oh, of course. Yeah. And so I had to get a little like holder for the mobile. Yes. And yes. I read, I don't know. Probably 120, 130 reviews. Oh, you were serious about this. Well, they were like giving me mixed <laughs> reviews. Yes. And so then I like had to go and check out a couple different ones because mm-hmm. I thought, God forbid, you know, it falls down oh, and yeah. hurts my kiddo. Can't have that. Yeah. So that's what, <laughs> then I ended up just going to the store and buying yeah. one. So that's we, my experience. <laughs> we had a similar situation and I am self-teaching myself. That was a lot of selfs in there. Uh, how to TIG weld, which is a different welding Oh, yes. Process. I've heard of that. And it's a very intricate, you know, like if you watch like Hot Rod TV, there's always these TIG welding guys and they're amazing what they can do. So trying to learn that. Well, we were in a similar situation. We need this hanger for some of Brindley's equipment and uh, I couldn't find what I wanted. So I was able to build me exactly what I wanted there to fit our application. So uh yeah it's all it's all about the uh protecting the kiddos i guess that's right well what is next on your list so i have a question for you uh and i'm sure i've asked this but i'm racking my brain trying to think of whether i remember what the answer was have you ever had a flat tire and we'll knock on some wood in case you haven't i haven't yeah you're very fortunate and very lucky that's wonderful um, I've had the pleasure of many over the years, <laughs> uh, because back in the day when I was, uh, much poorer than I probably ever should have been, um, you know, we would buy used tires. We would fix and run tires that were way far out of date. Um, I have had a plethora of flat tires over the years. And so that's on my list as well, or, you know, high on my priorities of how to deal with that stuff. And as well as I do a lot of towing, and anybody that's done towing, whether it's a camper, a boat trailer, a utility trailer, a lot of times those tires or the, the vehicle sits over there and the tires just get dry rotted and they're way out of date. So if you do a lot of towing with trailers or borrowed trailers, you will experience a significant amount of flat tires. It happens. Uh, I am very, very picky now that I have a few bucks in my pocket. And so I buy and replace my trailer tires quite often. Um, but it still happens. Things are going to happen. So we were talking about air compressors. I don't want to beat a dead horse. So everybody thinks that that's all I talk about is air compressors, but there are some other options other than what I had talked about in the previous segment. Um, DeWalt and Milwaukee have some cordless options out there. I'm sure there are some other brands out there, but these are ones that I own and I have used. Um, DeWalt has a 20 volt out there. That's pretty good. Um, I think it's about $120 bare tool. Um, it will air up a tire. It's not as fast as it should be. I'm not overly impressed. It takes quite a while to put 30 PSI in a tire, and I don't have the faith that it would put 60 or 80 PSI very easily in a large, medium to heavy duty application. Milwaukee has an M12 that I like much better. It's I think around 100, 102 bucks something in there is what I saw online for bare tool. You need to have the batteries already. That has been a very good one for me. It's very small. I keep it with us um, to air up mainly trailer tires. I stop and check tires quite often, um, but they have some bigger options out there. I know Milwaukee's got a couple that are upwards of 300 bucks for their M18 setup. 
Um, one way or another, what I recommend is that you have a way to deal with it. So I carry a plug kit in the vehicle that if I have a puncture, and I've had this happen over the years, that is leaking profusely, I can air it up and I can do a temporary patch or, or plug in this case to get me to a, uh, a safe place. Um, one of the first times, and I hate to get off story time with you guys, but I, I think this is important. I was down by Shell Knob doing some four-wheeling in my little Mazda pickup, and I ended up getting a flat in the woods while I was stuck. And I ran it enough to where it run the tire off the bead. I was stuck. There was nobody back in there. I was four-wheeling with just a buddy of mine. And we finally ended up getting it out. I did not have an air compressor. I did not have a plug kit with me. And my spare was pretty mediocre. And if anybody knows with a all or four-wheel drive vehicle, the diameter or the size of the tires have to stay the same. Otherwise, it tears the transfer case up. So we finally got it out. It was so packed full of mud, even in the inside the bead, in the rim area. Um, it was a blast, actually, just to be completely honest. But it was a tough spot to be in. So we got the tire changed, we got ourselves out, we put the spare on, but I couldn't necessarily, A, continue having fun in, in out in the, the kind of marshy area in Shell Knob, Missouri, and I didn't want to go home yet. So we went up to the gas station, I paid $20 for probably a $3 plug kit because it was sold at a gas station, and I'm not upset about that, but I, I bring that up because I've had to pay extra because I was not prepared in the in the front side of it. We cleaned out everything, we got it aired up, we got it plugged, and we went back and kept four-wheeling. But from that time forward, I keep a plug kit in the vehicle with me. Now, not everybody out there needs to have a plug kit. If you don't know how to use one, then why do you need one? Don't. Either get the training or, you know, figure out it's not that difficult. But now I can do a temporary patch plug on my tire out in the elements, if you will, get it aired back up and get to safety that I can do a proper repair with it once I get home or in this case unstuck from being buried in that uh, that mud. I can still remember how bad that mud smelled. I don't know why the mud was so awful, but I, I even 20 years later, I can still remember this. So those are some options out there. The reason I bring up some of the cordless tools if you already have a, a an investment in a certain line of cordless tools, more than likely they have a reasonably priced cordless air compressor option for you. So if you have the investment in Milwaukee, DeWalt, Makita, Rigid, any, you know, even some of your uh, private labels, I think even some of the Harbor Freight ones, I've not ever tried any of those, so I can't tell you whether they're good or bad. But if you have that investment, a lot of times expanding that investment into a cordless air compressor or a cordless impact is well worth the investment, in my opinion. So we've all been out there, or some of us, most of us probably, and had the lug nuts so tight you can't get them off. Or maybe you're a smaller statued person and breaking a 140-foot-pound lug nut loose, or if you took it to an unscrupulous shop, that just impacts the lug nuts back on there, and they're way, way over tight, breaking that loose with a breaker bar is almost impossible. And I'm a pretty good-sized lad, and even I've had problems with it over the years. However, if you keep a cordless impact, which the cost and availability of those has come down drastically, as well as the lithium battery technology has gone up significantly, 
that you can have one in the truck for a year or longer and the battery still be charged even if it's not been used or recharged. So with our vehicles, I watch some of the sales. I'm heavily invested in Dewalt and Milwaukee for that matter. I keep a refurbished or reconditioned Dewalt impact in most of our vehicles. And, you know, as you sit out there in radio land, you think, oh, my God, he's got a, you know, small fortune just sitting there. You know, what's what's he doing? No, that's really not it. Um, every once in a while, when you look online or even in the stores around Christmas time or Black Friday is a great, great time. You can pick up a cordless impact sometimes. And I'm talking like a half inch drive impact, not an impact driver that you build your deck with. I'm talking about one that has a half inch anvil on the end of it. And they have mid torque and high torque. I for for this instance, high torque is what I recommend. But if you've got one and you're invested in a tool line that you have purchased batteries for already, M18 uh, Milwaukee, 20 uh, volt max, Dewalt, Makita, whatever the rest of them are, a lot of times you'll find these refurbished or Black Friday deals for like 99 bucks or 120 bucks, and they're marked down drastically. That's really how I justify keeping an additional impact in a vehicle. So, for instance, uh, Stacy's Arcadia, it's a 22-millimeter uh, lug nut, and it's a 22-millimeter key that runs the mechanical jack. So even if I wasn't there, she could jack up the vehicle using the power of the impact and R&R the tire or remove and replace the tire without a ton of physical strength, and I didn't have to worry about her being stuck somewhere that she couldn't get help. So that's kind of what I'm what I'm urging you or making you aware of. So we're down at the bottom of the hour. We're going to jump onto a new topic when we come back. Your complete car care solution, A1 Custom Car Care. Okay, Sarah and Dustin, A1 Custom Car Care. We're talking about some preparedness for your vehicle today. Miss Sarah, I'm going to run through this list real quick. Okay, you have a pretty lengthy I one do, there. and I have not made it through very much of it. So I'm going to cover like the... The scenario stuff, I guess, or the the applications, and then we can air out what I'm talking about there, what you think about this list. So one of the very first things is first aid, food, and fire starting. I have all of those. Nice. Yes. Actually, I used my first aid kit in my car over the weekend. Nice. Yeah. Is it a, like a little boo-boo? Yep. I have boo-boo a little kit? cut on my finger, and I opened up the first aid kit and got me a Band-Aid out of it. Excellent. Definitely recommend that. I have always carried kind of what I would consider like the cheap Walmart one, you know, mm-hmm. the $10, whatever they've got, which is good. I, I would much rather have that than not have one. This year, I kind of um, committed to stepping up my first aid game a little bit. There's a company out there and there's no affiliate here at all. Um, there's somebody that I patronize called Refuge Medical. Um, the guy runs it. He's out of Oklahoma. So it's a local local company. Um, he's a little over the top when it comes to some of the first aid stuff. Um, but they have a bleeding control kit. And, um, so I ordered a couple for our vehicles because one of the, you know, everybody's concerned about, you know, big things happening at movie theaters and the mall or something like that. But one of the most risk that we take every day is getting in a car accident. Essentially, that's where, uh, 
he keeps a tally of all the kits that he sold, and this is all of his first aid stuff. And he's had 50 lives saved because of his first That's aid great. equipment. And so he does a post, and I keep up with him. He's got a lot of activity on YouTube, um, and I think Patreon as well. Uh, Bear Independent is his YouTube channel. But long story short, he made an argument here a while back for me that basically, you know, having a good first aid kit's important, but if you get in a car accident, and you have a massive bleed, think about your first aid kit that you've got. It's good for, you know, minor stuff. If you have a bad car accident and you have somebody that has, you know, arterial bleed or some kind of profuse, if you can get that under control, their expectancy of, you know, being able to come back from an injury like that is much, much higher. So he has cat tourniquets, he has SWAT T tourniquets, and so... I guess through the education side of that, I've upgraded to what he calls his bleed control uh, first aid kit, and it is for higher trauma-related items. So if you have a massive you know, hemorrhage of some kind, you definitely want to have something to deal with it, even if it's not you. Hopefully, maybe it is, you know, you can add or render aid to somebody else if you've got some of the training skills. So the first aid, the water, I always keep a couple little extra bottles of water, really doesn't cost anything, and then the fire starting very important. Uh, the next one is jumper cables or boost box. I've talked about those little magic jump boxes forever. Um, definitely something, uh, I believe it's NOCO is the brand that I personally like. There are others out there. It's NOCO Boost Pro. Mine is a 3000 watt. They have many sizes of them. A lot of times I have a bigger displacement diesel or, or bigger displacement gas engine, basically the V8 power and whatnot. As well as it'll charge your cell phone, your laptop, flashing emergency light. I really like that. Um, and jumper cables. So what do you think about those two? I need to get jumper cables in my car. I hope. Uh, or a jump box. The the boost box is what I would recommend. Um, on today's very heavy electronic vehicles, the boost box is a more stable, safe way to jumpstart your vehicle or somebody else's. I've seen and had to repair some damage with people that didn't know what they were doing, hooking up jumper cables. Now, back in the day when there wasn't a lot of electronics on a vehicle, and I'm not saying you can't do it now, but the risk tolerance is much higher on today's vehicles versus vehicles built in the 90s. You've got so many electronics on there, as well as some of those boost boxes, they have protection built in them. So if, God forbid, you do hook them up backwards or there's not a good connection, it knows with circuit integrity that it is hooked up backwards and it has an audible safety alarm that basically won't let you hurt your vehicle or mitigate some of that risk to make it a safer way to jumpstart your vehicle. So NOCO is the one that I go with. I really like those. There's I've owned others out there and there's some great ones, but that's probably one of the ones I would consider in the forefront. And I buy personally with my money, different brands of things at sometimes and beta test them. Hulkman is one that you see out there. Uh, I have one. I thought it was going to be much better than it was. I have not been overly excited. I have jumpstarted some vehicles with it. But it is not near does it deliver of what I expected it versus what I would with a no-co. So for whatever that's worth, one is better than none. Um, so I definitely recommend that out there. The next one on my list is flares, reflectors, or flashlights. I've told stories about this a lot over the years. Um, 
even during the day, you need to have some kind of item that will get the other motorists attention if you're broke down on the side of the road. It is awful to be broke down on the side of the road, but it's worse when it adds or compounds into other accidents or struck pedestrians working on the side of the road. I have been professionally employed um, early in, in another life um, with a roadside service company. I really enjoyed the work. It was fantastic. But working on the side of the road is extremely dangerous. So I put this up as one of my top things to have, whether it's flares, whether it's those little reflective triangle-shaped um, uh, markers that people put out, or flashlights that have a strobe feature, or some of these jump boxes. I know that uh, NOCO Boost Pro, uh, I think the part number is GB150 is the one that I'm referring to out there. It actually has what I would call a wigwag or an alternating flashing warning light built into it. So maybe... I don't need a jump right now, but I'm changing a tire in an area that's kind of sketchy. I'm going to set up that strobe feature or some kind of um, notification to hopefully move the the traffic over. And I'm very, very um, aware of broken down people because I've been on the side of the road doing service. It's a dangerous, dangerous place, and I hate to hate to beat that into the ground. Folks that aren't or haven't been dealing with that previously, a lot of times you won't have the wherewithal to avoid or make sure you're looking out. I kind of attribute it to being a motorcycle rider. You have to drive defensively all the time. Essentially, that's where you're at if you're broke down on the side of the road. You have to be a very defensive posture because you'll have people not only run into you, run into the vehicle you're working on, run into the vehicle that's aiding assistance to another vehicle. Um, it's it's something that I wish nobody to be there. And A1 Custom Car Care is our philosophy. We are very much an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. Our entire philosophy of looking your vehicle over any point in time that we have the opportunity to do service for you is really to make sure you're aware of what's going on with your vehicle so you're not broke down on the side of the road. There are some shops that are just what I consider repair shops. Okay, it's broke. We'll put XYZ part in there. We do that as well. But our philosophy is, hey, how do we not have that part break down? How do we not leave our customer on the side of the road? How do we make them aware of where they're at with their vehicle and the potential exposure that they have? That's really kind of at least where we're coming from on that because I have spent so much time on the side of the road. So... Our second, oh, maybe not second, anyway, continuing on the list here is fluids that I recommend that you keep. Um, one of the biggest ones, and you might think that this is a little goofy, is actually extra washer fluid. I keep extra washer fluid because I like to have good, clean visibility in windows. If you're ever driving in the summer with the headlights on and you get one of those nights where <laughs> you know the bugs are out in force, it doesn't take long to cause a obstruction. And so I like washer fluid as well as I have been in a pinch, and I don't recommend this, but I've been in a pinch where I was out of coolant or I had a gross coolant leak, and I have used the washer fluid to get me to somewhere that I can make the repairs on that. So a little bit of a versatile fluid. I did flush it out, and I do recommend you flush it out, but it was able to get me to where I needed to go to make a repair. 
obviously a little bit of extra engine oil. I don't keep quarts and quarts of extra engine oil, but I do keep some spare engine oil. I also keep some spare ATF. Now, ATF is automatic transmission fluid. I keep that, A, as if I have a transmission leak issue. I've had that save my butt. I've told that story previously. Um, I was driving an old beater vehicle, and I had seven quarts of fluid because I was driving an old beater vehicle. I happened to blow a seal out, and I was able to get it to a safe off-ramp to call that phone a friend. Um, so that can also be cross-used if I have a large power steering leak. There are many vehicles that actually spec ATF as the fluid for the power steering system. So I keep that one, and then I keep a sealed new small container of brake fluid. Um, I do not recommend uh, storing it in a way that it will turn over or be on its side because brake fluid is extremely corrosive. Um, but I do keep an extra can of brake fluid in most of our vehicles just in case, especially if we're traveling that is sealed and that has not been opened. Brake fluid is hydroscopic, which is a fancy way to say that it draws moisture and makes the fluid garbage. Um, so those are the fluids that I recommend you keeping. And all this is to prevent you or one of your loved ones from breaking down and not having some ability to deal with it. But we're going to step into a break. I'm going to try and run through the rest of this list when we come back after this. Your complete car care solution. A1 Custom Car Care. All right, welcome back. We've got Sarah and Dustin, A1 Custom Car Care. I have uh, talked about a lot of things. You have, have. Have we made any sense? Do you think this helped anybody? You have, and so you have a lot of items that you've mentioned, specific brands mm -hmm. and uh, different sizes on things. Um, and what I'm going to do is I'm going to create an Amazon list awesome. so everybody can see those items that you're talking about, the specific mm -hmm. ones. They can see prices associated with it. Excellent. And if they need to have more information on it, they'll be able to see the detailed descriptions mm -hmm. or, you know, get a, get a sense of what they're looking for. Nice. Excellent. Well, I got a couple other things we probably ought to run through fairly quick, and hopefully we can do so. So I have Camo communications which is right up your alley yes so everybody's got a cell phone out there mm -hmm. and i can't be the only one that has noticed that all of a sudden my service that once was really good yeah it's not so good it's not great who do you have i have verizon okay i've um, been very happy with them but as i go about my travels i've noticed now that it's a little bit hinky sometimes like hmm. i was uh coming out of where was i arkansas this last week and my google maps just said meh we're checking out on you for a while. Thankfully, wow. I kind of knew where I was going as far as like point of direction. Mm -hmm. And I was able to find my way through it. And eventually it came back. Um, but, you know, not a, a having a map, which I know is not part of Camo, but we rely on our cell phones as a big fixture. And I know I'm not the only one out there. Um, but I have put CBs, which I believe the CB and CB stands for Citizens Band Radio. Um, I have had that save my butt over the last couple of years tremendously. It has really let me know that there's roads closed, accidents up ahead. I have been able to at least communicate with drivers um, coming east, you know, opposite uh, direction, eastbound, northbound, westbound, whatever the opposite direction I'm traveling in. Um, and be able to hail them that, hey, you have stopped traffic somewhere. You're not expecting stopped traffic out on the interstate or on an old backcountry road. Um, so having some backup combo, whether it's, 
you know, maybe you have a smartwatch that has the ability to call out if your cell phone is dead, a way to charge your cell phone, etc., etc., etc. Backup power, I think, is very important. Um, so just having some backups. What did we talk about last week, Sarah? One is none. And two is one. Two is one. And three is three is where you want to be. Yes. So that was kind of our new uh, prepper discussion, I guess, <laughs> last week. Um, I heard that from a, uh, a YouTuber out there that I thought was pretty cool, and I liked it. So I stole it, and, you know, I'm using it. Why Here not? Here we are. Here we are. Uh, blankets, a way to keep warm. Uh, land nav, some kind of mapping system that's tangible, not just digital. Uh, my mom heard one of our shows that we did. And so for my birthday, one of the items she got me was a new current atlas, which I was very, very oh, excited very about. very good. So thanks, Mom. I appreciate you looking <laughs> out for me because uh, my atlas and maps were very old and very dated. So it's nice to have a new one. Uh, one of them I saw online. Now, I have never done this, but it's cat litter or sand. I see a lot of people with sand in the back of the trucks. I think maybe you and Ryan add sand to the back of the mm-hmm. uh, Colorado Um that's one for traction. It's winter or it's summer right now, so not probably a big one. I've never done that though. I've heard of people having something called cinders, which I don't really know. Is it an ash? I'm not sure what that is. Some of you old timers out there will have to message in and let me know what I'm <laughs> what I'm not talking about doing right. Um, bags of salt. You gotta watch salt because salt is very corrosive. So if it leaks in your car, it is going to oxidize and rust that area. So. Some kind of traction adding. Um, A lot of times what I have done is get some kind of debris from wherever I'm stuck at. So trees or bark or whatever and throw in the area to give me some little bit of traction. I think I have beat air compressor and cordless impact to a pulp today. Those are one of the things that I find you'll use most, at least in my experiences. It's probably why I talked about it quite a bit along with the boost boxes. I have gotten myself and a lot of other people out of sticky situations because I have the ability to use those. One of the last ones I had on here is backup fuel or some kind of a gas tank, fuel tank. I don't recommend you hauling raw gas, like just having a gas can in your vehicle with fuel in it. But Miss Sarah has saved the day here locally having a good, clean, new gas can. Um, I do on some of my farm trucks have backup diesel in a bulk tank. Um, I haven't running a diesel out of fuel is a bad thing. It typically won't restart like a gas vehicle without priming the system, but I like having that reserve capacity of diesel. I have found since I have transitioned some of my personal vehicles into diesel vehicles, sometimes you can go far and few in between with finding a gas station that has diesel that they sell. Um, there's, Quite a few miles, even up and down I-44 here in Missouri and out in the Turnpike in Oklahoma, that you can go 50 or 60 miles without a fuel station that sells diesel. So you got to plan accordingly. You don't want to get yourself stuck in that situation where you don't have backup fuel. Again, having a good gas can with you that's clean and you're not going to have to suffer vapors or fumes or any kind of a uh, issue there, a good quality gas can, I guess, would be the recommendation that if you do run out, you have some ability or a container. And I would encourage you to price the gas cans, the little bitty ones, the gas station. Sarah, have you ever looked? Yes. Oh my gosh. They like price gouging. It really is. And and you're paying for that convenience charge. So I don't want to like hate on them too much, but like when I see $24 for a 1.25 gallon 
gas can, I want to be like, are you serious? You are super taking advantage of me right now. So I don't want to put myself or anybody that I know or, or care about very much in that situation. So having some spare fuel and not running your vehicle down. I'm going to soapbox for a minute if we have just a minute, Sarah. Not running your vehicle down to empty before you drive, uh, before you put fuel in it. It costs the same amount of money, and I've had this discussion with people over the years. If I drive my vehicle on a quarter or even, you know, a third of a tank as my refill point, it costs the same money as somebody that runs their vehicle down to empty and puts $5 in it all the time. I just, I never got a good grasp on that. Even if you are one of those people that put like five, six, 10, 20 bucks in it at a time and don't ever fill it up. All right, that's fine. But don't make your cutoff point empty or E all the time because that causes issues that we can talk about. It, it drastically decreases the life of your fuel delivery system. We'll just stop there because I could go on for days for that. But it costs the same amount of money to put 5, 10, 20 bucks in it if you got a quarter tank as it does flat on E or what I call walk, which walk is the area of the gauge past E. That's where you're going to be walking. And if you, as well as if I have a brief moment, if you're going to bring it in for service and need repairs or any kind of diagnostic done where we're driving the vehicle for a noise or runability issue, I can't tell you how many vehicles I've had come in that I can't even test drive it without driving to the gas station and putting gas in it before I can do my testing. So if you're going to bring it in for service that you need it done, put a little fuel in it before you come see me. That would be awesome. That will get me to a solution for your vehicle quicker. And it will also protect your fuel delivery system and not burn up your fuel pumps. So did I soapbox out there too much, Sarah? That's okay. I think it was needed. It's one of those things I'm trying to, you know, this whole show, you and I put together, you would think we, we want broken vehicles, right? Well, like, you know, that's we're in the business of automotive repair. So broken vehicles mean better business. Our philosophy is exactly different. If I can keep you from breaking down that's really why I get up and come in and do this every day. And I'm surrounded by a bunch of folks that believe the same thing. There's plenty of broken vehicles out there. We don't need to add to it and put in fuel pumps in every Chevrolet that comes in there. because Chevrolet's had weak fuel pumps forever. Um, let's protect them a little bit. Let's keep you from having to call a tow truck. Let's keep you from being exposed on the side of the road. So hopefully some of this for, if we helped one person today, I'm happy. If one person's like, Hey, I want a better first aid kit, or I want a jump box, or I want some extra fluids, or a map, or, you know, hey, maybe I'm going to get a loved one a air compressor or a cordless impact, and they end up being in a spot that they need it, or it saves their behind. Man, I'm happy about that. There you go. Yeah. I think that it's great. Well, you know, time flies when you're having fun. It we sure are does. officially out of show. Time How time does that happen? Yeah. <laughs> well, if you're out there in Radio Land and you have a question for me or Dustin, you can shoot us a text on our text line. That phone number is 417-447-5743. Or you can reach out to us on our social media at 1041KSGF. Dustin, I hope you have a good rest of your weekend. Yes, you as well. Be safe out there. Bye.